Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to another scintillating episode of Wolves Fancast. The, the keys to the Fancast car have been entrusted with me, Adam Price, tonight. It's been a while since I've driven this particular car, and my passengers tonight are Gully. Hello, guys. Stu Hall. In the back seat, as always. Well, and a man who's <laughs> frequented many a back car back seat in his <laughs> lifetime, Lee Thompson. Hey, doing that? You're right. <laughs> the biggest news of the weekend. Uh, probably was expected news given that you know the silence we brought in uh, is that we aren't going to change managers and get Stu's mate Marco Silver in we're going to keep Nuno for three more years he signed up for three more years I guess as I say really as I said just really it, it, probably we never really doubted this was going to happen given the players that we'd signed so yeah. would you say that this was this was expected and only really a matter of time yeah I never doubted it man. Like you just said, you wouldn't get anyone signing without assurances on a manager being here and vice versa. But he's always done it the same way. What Before he got his contract extension in the first first place, he was always like, well, I'm under contract. I would do my work. And that was mm-hmm. like, after, the, after he won promotion from the champ, after he won the championship and he got a year extra on the back of that, was was it that year? Um, so it was just Nuno and Nuno's way. And you've got to think about, it's not just him, is it? It's the... 14, 15 other blokes behind him who are also going to be tied down as well. So it ain't just getting him in a room and I'll oh, just, here's your pen. You're talking about a, a lot of people who half of them have been on holiday for a while. So oh, I, I, it was never in doubt for me. I feel like the, it's more become a story just in the media, isn't it? That started to kick up a bit of a storm just because it's that dreaded last 12 months of any person's contract in football that. You know, you talk about you know the players that have one year left on the contract and their value diminishing. Oh, they're going to sell them if they they don't sign up. They're going to go on a free, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, you know, it's more of a story in the media than it probably was at Wolves. You know, and they might have just pushed Wolves to go. Oh, well, actually, let's just to just to kind of get it out of the way. Let's get it done. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously played the the situation a little bit by by calling out probably that we needed more additions to the squad, but. At the end of the day, he's not going to get the, the you know the favourable scenario that he's in 
at Wolves anywhere else with the whole George Mendes links and you know the the kind of squad that he's managed to put together. It's all been you know to suit him. So where why would he go anywhere? Exactly. I think the I think uh, the media used to have him linked to Arsenal, didn't they? But I don't think that was really a thing, was it? I mean, I don't. Obviously, Arsenal are a bigger club than Wolves. They've, they've done better than us for for decades, but. When you're talking the here and now, I don't see what Arsenal offer that that we can't over the next five five or ten years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if over the next five seasons we finished above Arsenal in three or four of them five seasons. I think they're a club that yes, going, they're a club that's going backwards. I just don't see it as as a positive move. I think it at best it's a sideward step. It's but. You know, it's 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 a big win for us. It's a signing of the summer, because um, I think without oh Brighton have just scored, cracking goal, but I think it's, um, I think without Nuno, the whole project doesn't work. Nuno's the glue. Yeah, and yeah. and and you, and you see when we played, was it Olympiacos at the end when everyone was engaged on every last word that he says, and yeah, it was all like fat boys. That's that's the sign of great management and leadership that is, and and that's what you need at this sort of level. What I, I will say, go on, sorry, sorry, yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, I still think Nuno's got some convincing to do in terms of is he actually ready to be like a top four club level manager? I, I still, yeah, you know, like you touched on, it's not just Nuno; it's it's the whole backroom staff, and it's great to see that we've got. Backroom staff on the touchline, and, and oh my god, what a goal! <laughs> We're not game. To... Sorry, I'm sorry. Live updates here because <laughs> um, they're all a bit, they're all a bit of a shit house, are they? You know, you see a tackle going, and they're all <laughs> off the bench. You just know that they're constantly in the ears of the opposition, and it's nice to see because we've lacked that for probably since our generation have been supporting Wolves. Dave Jones would have done that, would he? No. <laughs> can, I just say, can I just say welcome to the Chelsea and Brighton fans that have tuned in? <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to see this goal by Reese James. It's absolutely <laughs> superb. I think when, um, when Nuno signed his contract, he talked of um, like new cycles and new cycles of a team and got me wondering if there'd be any like big changes going forward, not necessarily in formation because we know he's quite wedded to you know, the two formations that he uses but I felt like as if he kind of was referencing towards players coming and going whether that was anything directly barbed at the, towards the fallout of Doherty basically saying or inferring that you know we were always on the lookout for players yes we've got this group of players right now but if we see any other players in whatever position they are we think we'll push this forward better to achieve our goals we'll get them so I think do you think he's talking that ill every year? He, he's quite happy to change quite a lot of the players in his team. I think it's, it's needed. I yeah, think it's when we was in the Premier League before under Mick McCarthy. He had his favourites, he had his friends, he had his his, his little babies, and there was never good enough. And he, he just wouldn't change them. Um, I mean, you look at Nuno, and he's been quite ruthless. Barry Douglas had an absolutely fantastic season in the Championship, wasn't up to standard, got rid of him. Matt Doherty, he's had a good two years. Me personally. I don't think Doherty is the level where we where we're heading. Um, so, but then his his stats speak for themselves. You know, it's hard to argue against Matt Doherty. 
But obviously, Nuno knows a hell of a lot more than all of us. And he's, he's ruthless. He's cutthroat. I think the same if Jota has another poor season. is another one that you could see won't be a Wolves player next season. Because Nuno, he's, again, great management, great leadership skills. If, if you're not good enough, sorry, but we're going to get in somebody that is. Well, he, I mean, he was talking about in signing on video, weren't he? That he was saying about um, we've lost friends along the way, and he mentioned Danny Bart. So straight off, he's in, he's our captain, exactly. not good enough. Yep. Bye exactly. bye. So it's like you said, you stole the words out of my mouth yet again. That Barry Douglas was the one that came to mind <laughs> straight away when you think, yeah, there you go. There's one who no one expected to leave, but got rid of, upgraded. Well, sixteen million pound in the end for Johnny bargain so yeah and who's to say that oscar burr's not a natural upgrade and then we all, t- <laughs> we all take the piss out of him but he's still he's still here and he's still on the bench and now he's he's come on and he didn't do anything wrong tonight and you think well if he why is he still here when sanderson's been sent out on loan where's he gone no last season i mean oh sorry so but he, where if it was the other way around and burr had gone out on loan and sanderson was on the bench you'd think okay fine he needs some experience but He's been around the squad for three years, well, into his fourth season now, and he's made his debut in the Premier League tonight. They've got to see something in him. I mean, when you put it into the context of he's been there for four years and he's only made six appearances, I guess that says something about it as well, doesn't it? It don't make any sense why he's still here. I think it's just that he's, he's our insurance policy, isn't he? Um, you know, just in case the shit really does hit the fan. And we are in a bit of a precarious situation. And I'll you know, take Nuno's word on it that the squad is not complete, as he says. So, yeah. yeah. Going on to the first game of the season that's just finished over an hour or so ago. Sheffield United, first game of the season. Always look forward to, to the opening day. Optimism is high. Um Gents, what did we think of the team news when it was announced? I think the, the two standouts were that Marcel got his debut and that Neves was out. What did we, what did we think? Talk to us about the team. Was you in favour or were you against it? I was excited. Just to have a, just to have a bench again. Yeah. Anything else. <laughs> I mean, Neves, I mean, he wasn't going to play both of them again since both of them did play quite a bit for Portugal as well as playing for us only four weeks ago. So... One of them had to, had to kind of drop down, but putting Mar- Marcel straight in was a bit of a surprise, considering what he normally does with new players. Um, but apart from that, I thought we all expected a try or at right back, right, right wing back. So I thought it was just positive. And I, I, I don't know, I, I thought like we'd all kind of taught ourselves into thinking that it was going to be 3-5-2 <laughs> in a way because of how we played last season against them. And then to line up like that, and to be so positive, I was really surprised. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, having looked at the line, I, I was again, you know, of the opinion that it would be 3 5 2 again. But you look at the interview that Nuno gave when he signed his contract and stuff, and the idea is that we are more proactive as a team. We are going to try and dominate the ball a little bit more. And that lends itself to the three forwards, I think. I think when we, um, we play 3 5 2, we don't have enough ahead of the ball to actually try and keep it. You know, there's always, everyone's always behind it. And, I actually quite like the idea of Dendonka plus one uh, at the moment. I think he he gives us that extra pair of legs that you know really can get about the pitch. He's making some good runs, and that you know what ended up looking 
like a three four three on paper. It didn't it didn't work that way. I think Neto was dropping into you know midfield positions. Pedence was kind of floating around free, and Jimenez was popping up. He was at right back at one point, <laughs> floating all over the place. So there's clearly been something worked on in this preseason in this short time, which is totally alien compared to what we were doing last season. So um, kudos to Nuno for actually making that change. But you said didn't he, after the after the game. Um, well, it was on the football daily that Jimenez. He said that some players have only been back for four days, and to to drill that into him in four days. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, Marcel. You know, on his debut, I'm sure we'll talk about it in more detail. But you know, he's only been here a week, hasn't he? So, yeah. And that front three looks uh, to me. The minute when I saw that on the team sheet, I thought it's a very exciting front three. Um, Pedence, Neto, and Jimenez, and that's probably our most exciting and attacking. Front three, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, I think it, it just offers a lot of a lot of pace. You've got a lot of players that are, are running at defenders as well, causing problems. And then, obviously, when Traore is getting in, you've got a four then of Pedence, Neto, Jimenez, and Traore. Mm. Which, if we're being honest, that's got to be one of the one of the most attacking teams in the league. Um, Okay, Liverpool, very attacking going forward. Man City, Sterling, Aguero. Who, who else do Man City play high? Mahrez. Mahrez. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but, but, again, it's it's just exciting, like Stu said. It's nice to have a, have a bench. What was our options off the bench last season? You're looking like Kilman, Jordao, uh, Bennett, Gibbs-White. Not Two good keepers. enough. No, you know, we, Jota was an unused sub. Today, good, exactly good. All right, Steve, what... give him a break, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Jota's still, even though he's been very hit and miss over the last six months or so, maybe even longer than that. Um, for, for an option off the bench, it shows good squad depth, which is what we haven't had for the last two seasons. Let's go on to the game then. So, who saw two goals in six minutes coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, we but Sheffield United definitely didn't, did they? <laughs> we always start so slow as well, so it was refreshing to see us start on. It's oh, st- sorry, Chelsea have scored again. Um, it was refreshing to see us start on the front foot and just give give ourselves a little bit of breathing space because we seem to get off on allowing teams into games. It's what, <laughs> it's what we need those early goals. Because how many times last season and the season before, you know, we was playing, I don't know, Watford at home, Huddersfield at home, Southampton at home, whoever, and we'd be 1-0 down in the first 15 minutes. Well, and I can think of now is what Luke, Luke's saying, Wolves get off on being 0-0 at half-time. I can think Nuno just get himself off. Oh, we're 0-0 we're <laughs> again at half-time, brilliant. <laughs> He's right, though. He's right. We, we used to, I mean, last season, the amount of times we'd, we'd almost play 45-minute matches because for the first half, we wouldn't actually come out and do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, I remember, I remember you know, Newcastle away, we got 1-0 down and then we batter him second half and you think, well, we could have done that for 90 minutes, lads, and that gives you a much greater chance of scoring two goals. So what the hell have you been playing at? But this is where we've got to come on as a football team now and this is where, you know, Nuno's got to convince again, like, you know, prove he's moved on as a manager. Yeah, there's, when there, there was... There's things about that start as well. I think it was it kind of shocked everyone that when we, if we hadn't got the second straight away, I think we would have carried on battering them for the first for the whole first half because they were just there for the taking. 
And I think once Wolves get 2-0 up, it's game over anyway. We know that. No, no one's coming back. Well, it's going to be very, very rare if someone comes back from... Let's not talk about FA Cup semi-finals. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very rare. Um, but yeah, it's... to say that last season we only lost four points from winning positions or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, something like that. It's been like that since New York took over, I think. Fantastic hasn't it? record, yeah. that is. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm here for, boys. Robbing oh, other people. Did, uh... And Chelsea and Brighton updates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, he, is Timo Werner scored, Luke? Is he, is he my dream team? No, he's not. He won the penalty. No, devastated. Um, question then for the, uh, for the group. Do we think that Traore at right wing back worked? Oh, <laughs> no. No. I was I was kind of champing in his cause because I remember the game where the infamous game where he started at wing back and then moved up front and we won seen in at Man City and it was all about Traore, Traore. And to be fair, he was part of a team that kept a clean sheet against Man City and he did a good job. Um, but the amount of time second off that they managed to get in down the left hand side um, down the channel. In between Bolly and Troy, all right. Billy Sharp was just kept getting into good positions. I'm like, I'm sorry, that it's just Billy Sharp. What, what, what are we playing at here? <laughs> um, but he, he just hasn't got that natural defensive instinct to just be in the right position. I think it's yeah. it's innate. It's something you, you can't necessarily coach. Sometimes you know he's obviously his idea of football has always been going forward, forward, forward all, all the time. And you know, just even just checking your shoulders and simple stuff like that, it, it just doesn't do it. You can you kind of saw that in the second when he got pushed for, further forward where he was being way too, too selfish. He was like making up for lost time kind of thing um, rather than releasing the ball and just having to go himself from ridiculous, ridiculous angles and <laughs> distances from goal. But yeah, he was he was like a complete fish out of water. He's like he never played there in his life. It was really weird. Yeah. I mean, that's not like training someone in four days. He's done it before. Like you said, Gully, he played really well when he did a job on Sterling and it was just odd. What I will say is Sheffield United, they're an awkward team to play. They do the whole overlapping centre-arse yeah. thing and they always seem to have an extra body on each wing. So it can become a situation where you're getting like a three-on-two or something like that. And that's not easy for anyone to defend against. You know, Marcel would have had to deal with that. But Marcel, being a natural defender, just has a little bit more of an edge in that, those kind of scenarios than Traore, where he's, he's kind of, you know, just, just looks so lost. Talk to me about the Rasmus's Premier League debut. He did okay. He did exactly what you'd ask of him. He, he, he didn't do anything spectacular. Why he's got Rasmussen on the back of his shirt when no one calls him that? <laughs> he's, he's, he's using his actual name, but no, not his actual name on the, on the team sheet or the programmes or anything. Very strange. But yeah, he's, um, I think the lack of his um, curtains in honour of Dave leaving the podcast, I think that's the, uh, that's the main thing to take away from today. But no, he, he did well. He did He's never let us down. That's the thing about him. In his six appearances, in all probably 25 minutes of time on the pitch, he's never let us down. So he said that just the one time, didn't he? he, like, he against got equal against yeah. Yeah, <laughs> So um, let's talk about the goals then. Uh, I mean, Jimenez's goal, amazing. Um, but then it wasn't just that. There was also the build-up play. So. What was that? What was that to enjoy about him as his first goal? Perdens putting someone on their arse within two minutes of the game, <laughs> <laughs> which is always nice to see. But when, especially considering he's, how small he is as well, you'd expect him to just roll around on the floor. But he just—he's got that kind of thing that Jota has, where he, he don't like being knocked over. He just gets on with it, um, and 
you put other players like even Neto would Neto have gone down there probably, and especially how far away from goal it was. His, his determination and then that that kind of technique that Jimenez scored with you is because I thought straight away I thought back to the Burnley game. I know it was a slightly different kind of strike, but just the composure on him, it was just first class. Exactly what the he fin- The finish was unbelievable. Like he just. Totally instinctive. I think he's better when he doesn't have time to really think about some of these yeah, things. Yeah, he just has those um, instinctive finishes and just to guide it the way he did technically is, you know, so many strikers would just kind of slash at that and, uh, you know, put it, you know, 10 feet over the bar. But, you know, that first half, I'll, I'll say it, it was probably the best I've seen him play for 45 minutes. He was absolutely unreal. Anything coming into his feet, little flicks around the corner, the way he linked up with Pedence and Neto. Um, securing the ball he seemed to just have a little bit more responsibility and he took it and thrived on it um, you know I, I still think you know for the last six months of last season he kind of called a few in um, despite the fact he was scoring goals every now and then I don't think he was necessarily playing as well and maybe it was trying to conserve his energy because of the amount of games that we had and we had literally nobody to come on in his place but um, today unreal Absolutely unbelievable. He was he was almost playing like like he was captain. Yeah, he, he, yeah. It was it was down to him at times. I mean, second second half he did he did kind of calm down a little bit. On, well, other than being at right back for no real reason <laughs> for five minutes. But yeah, even from corners and everything, he was clearing everything. He was putting himself on the line. It was it was a great. If it weren't for Sace, he would have been absolutely standout man of the match by mile. Oh. If you've called it already, Steve, I was going to say that. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Great, great minds. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about Sace's goal? Bullets. Is this Gar- Gary Neville calling out goalkeepers again? He does it every week. Every single week he wants to blame the keeper for a goal being conceded. It was a great header from Sace, wasn't it? It's unbelievable from that yeah, distance. He's to blame the goalkeeper for that. He's, he's got some, some good power behind that. Um, I thought Sace was... All round game today was absolutely fantastic. I was quite impressed with Dendonka because uh, I think sometimes you look at, um, say, if Neves or Martinez missing from the team, and if it's not them two in the middle, you think, oh, fucking hell. But he's coming, he's, he's done a really good job today. And, and to be fair, it's, it begs a question it, it's got to raise Neves' game now. So when Neves does start ahead of Dendonka, he's got to play well. Otherwise, you look at the squad depth now, Neves or even Matinho, you have two or three bad games and, you know, you get in the hook. Well, I'd, I'd go back to Everton after lockdown last season. Um, was Dendonka and Neves in the middle? Yeah. And I thought that worked really, really well. Um, so, like I say, I think Dendonka plus one, you know, for me, interchangeable. Neves and Matinho are at the moment because you need his legs in there. You need, you need that little bit of physicality, I think. I'm coming back with the stat, stat pack again. Then <laughs> Donka was involved in 57 games for us last season, joint top with Conor Cody. Yeah, played in, yeah, whether it was coming on or starting, I think he played in every game. I didn't. never, ever would have thought that. I thought he might, might have, if he played 57 games, he might have been involved in, I don't know, 40, 45. Yeah. Well, 57, that's. Fair play. The, the thing about Dendonka, though, he, he wasn't even he wasn't even mentioned in commentary for the first first half hour at least. He, he, like, like he doesn't though. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's, he's never he, gonna. He goes under the radar, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. 
my um, well, my birdie was got to put him in his um, in his fantasy team, and I said, well, unless you want running stats, <laughs> yeah, you're not really going to get anything from him from that. Do so you get work. points for distance covered on, yeah. on fantasy Premier League? <laughs> uh, and so, if uh, one of the other players made his debut, Marcel. How do we think he got on? Like, like we say, he's, he's not been in the club long. He seems to have slotted in quite nicely, really. Um, that that left-hand side, with say, some Marcel, is going to be a bit of a yellow card fest as the season goes on. But to be honest, I'm all for it. Bit, bit of shit and then that side of the pitches, I'm all for it. How do we did think he got of, on? Did either of them get one today? Marcel yeah. did. Marcel got did one. Ah, I, was so, I was so annoyed because that... <clears throat> It's after you mentioned that earlier in the group chat, and I thought, which one shall I go for for the, the uh, over ten corners? Wolves win, one of them get booked, and I got I put Sage down to get booked. The wrong one. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen to one. I think with Marcel, I thought I thought he had a, a solid game. Um, a player with Champions League experience like that, he's always going to be half decent. People forget that in Brazilian football, as much as it's about flair and skills and whatnot, it's brutal. They are it's one of the dirtiest leagues in in the world, I think. So you know him, him actually kind of being brought up in that kind of environment probably you know stands him in good stead physically um, for the Premier League. And you can see he loves he loves the tackle and he's putting his foot in. And um, so yeah, long may that continue. And you know, good luck to Vinagre trying to get his place back. <laughs> That's the thing. We, we've got options now. It's all right, because Vinagre will play, because Marcel will get at least three red cards this season. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, might get, he might get a few games. And if so, not him, Saiz gets suspended and Marcel tucks in anyway. Yeah, so, everyone yeah. is a winner. So to, to round off on that game, then who, who will be giving a, a man of the match to? There's a, few, there's a few obvious contenders. So I'll go round as I see you all on my screen. I'll start top right, Gully first. Uh, Sace, Romain Sace, yeah, he was unbelievable. Got one for Sace. Stu? Yeah, for for all round, entire game performance, it's got to be Sace. You know, you didn't mention again how, how excellent Jimenez was in the first half, but he did tail off mm. when we started sitting deeper, as Wolves will do to you. Um, but yeah, Sace, Sace for me, no question. Lukey, what about you? Full house. Full house on Robin Sace. Full house. For the Moroccan Maldini. Well, if you're going any different price, eh? Do you know what? Based upon uh, how quick he was at the traps, I was tempted to say Jimenez because he had a bit. He did. Um, especially in the first half, he was just all action. But I do tend to agree with the group with say say it's all all round gameplay, and also for that one, he headed off the line right towards the end of the mm. of the game as well. He was just everywhere. It's just like complete performance from him, really. Um, so I'm more than happy to give. Say, I don't know what we. I don't know what we pretend to give our man of the matches awards. Yeah, thanks, Amber. Oh, thanks, Amber. Not Banks a brasserie, Steve. Oh, we, we moved on from the Aldi brasserie. <laughs> anyway, say he oh. enjoys that. Adam, before we move on, shout out to Mike Dean and his assistants for calling three foul throws in one half. Because <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that happen um, in a professional football match. That is Sunday league stuff that is solely reserved for. But Can there ever be an excuse at the elite level for foul throwings? No, but they do it all the time. It just never gets called out. It happens yeah. all the time. But, yeah, fair play. I mean, try all right. I say Troy right taking throw-ins with one arm is all is quite <laughs> problematic and why this is being allowed to happen. Wasn't that clip online uh, with Patrice Evra playing for some Sunday League club and even he took a fell throw-in? Or was that George no, not was, to be a fell throw-in? 
No, because his his feet were still on the line. There wasn't just he wasn't just on the pitch, Malcolm Ira style. There you go. So. I knew you'd know, Steve. <laughs> right, we'll call a break there, and then we'll come back. We'll look ahead to Stoke and Man City. <coughs> Have a cough in the break. <coughs> right, welcome back. Um, we're now going to look forward ahead to Wolves' next two games. Uh, because we're not in Europe anymore, we've got the glamour of being in the second round of the Carabao Cup. And we've truly got the glamour tie of Stoke at home. Um, Stoke, they finished 15th in the Championship last season. Um, I had to remind myself of what players they've got in the squad because I did have had a few Wolves knocking about. And it turns out they've got quite a few, actually. Danny Bart, Sam Vokes, Phoebe, Stephen Fletcher. So it will be a bit of a reunion with the, the Wolves' old boys. Let's just get the game out of the way, get some minutes under, under the belt for some of the fringe players um, and, and then just roll on Man City. If we win, we win. If we lose, whilst it's annoying because you would like a cup run, second round of the League Cup, no one, no one cares about the League Cup once you go out in the second round, do they? No one even gives yeah. a shit. It's, it's one of them. You've got to take the football manager approach, which is, oh, you've got a game, change your team. If you win, you get through. And then all of a sudden, you're in a quarterfinal and you think, shit, I better actually take it seriously now. <laughs> right, um, <laughs> the only problem is that you've got that, the nonsense of the UEFA Conference Nations Nonsense League, <laughs> whatever its, it's <laughs> actual name is. Is that, oh, that the league. winner of the Carabao Cup's going to go into that? Yeah. Well, oh, Oh, we've become that team that after one season of the Europa League, we don't want it anymore. Oh, we've come there. Have you seen this Europa League two point oh though? Yeah. It's gonna be full of teams from fucking Liechtenstein and Army. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's like that. The, the, the Voxel Banorama Europa conference. Like you know say, you'll have Albanian electricians we're playing. That's bad, right? The team that finishes third in their group in the Europa League drops down to it. What? <laughs> I swear down, not who finishes third in the Europa League groups? Celtic. The worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not for me. Not for me. But if we win the League Cup, I mean, sorry, when we win the League Cup, if we finish fifth, does that null and void this 2.0 Europa League crap? Yeah. yeah, because you go on your highest position. Do you know what would be amazing? If we won the League Cup, so we're in the Europa League 2.0, but then we finish fifth, and then somebody like Manu or Tottenham finished seventh. So I ended up in this fucking absolutely wank. <laughs> you know what? Mourinho, Mourinho would celebrate that. He'd be like, yeah, got the, got Spurs back into Europe again for another season. Mourinho's on the pitch game. We're playing Dynamo Minsk again. Get fucking in. <laughs> Dynamo Minsk. <laughs> so I'm guessing now we're looking to really... Yes, there'll be changes. We're expecting to see probably Ruddy in goal. Uh, I suppose Rasmus will play, which means we won't have like Brian Bennett shoehorned in at right wing back mm. as we saw a couple, couple of years ago against Man City in the cup. But that's hey, a, he that's a shout. He could play. Well, I mean, I said before the end of the season pod last gone. I expect him to be first at the door. He's still here. I don't, there must be no takers for him. Let's just cut time for someone else. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, you know, I would love it if we just become that ultimate shit house team, like. Just cut tied him just for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> we can. For, no, but bring him on for one minute at the end of the game. Don't even actually start him. <laughs> and then sell him to Albion. 
we, we, could, we could expect, uh, if, if Stoke were to play a front three, <laughs> they could play uh, a Vokes, a Phobie and Fletcher up front. It ain't going to happen, of course. But I would, I would harbour any bets that uh, they ain't going to get anything out of us, really. I'd, I'd probably look to brush past them. I'd say about imagine, two probably... imagine a few years ago, we'd have been excited about that forward line at Wolves. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'd have actually, we'd have actually oh. thought, you know what, lads, you stand a chance this year. Playoffs, definitely. Yeah, we'll get some goals. <laughs> This is only like half a decade ago as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mental, isn't it? It's mental. And it's like we've had one season in the Europa League and we've been brushing off secondary European competition like we're in prime Barcelona. Stephen Fletcher's still one of my favourite strikers that we've had. He, he was yeah, he, he, first, was, but... he was immense. Yeah. Fabi was decent as well, to be fair. <laughs> at Wolves. Just been Folks, mm, Folks played his part. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> the player wrong time, folks. He was too young, were he? Championship winner's medal, though. He's, he's happy. Hi, Richard here. Before you go back to hearing us dissect the latest Wolves news, some really shoehorn Simpsons references, a bit of 90s film action, of course, a bit of wrestling. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out for our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. Now, they've done a fantastic job on the Wolves Fancast website, wolvesfancast.com. Please go check it out. But they're not just web designers. They're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. There's basically nothing they can't do marketing-wise. So make sure you check them out at pixelyetimedia.com and I'll let you get back to enjoying the show. As much of a fraud, Peppy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at his disposal. Come on, like it's a game we're going to be underdogs. Man City are going to be favourites. <sighs> My concern this season is when we've had good results against Man City, Man United, Chelsea, whoever else. I think a lot of that's come down to crowd participation, shall we say? And the atmosphere that the Molyneux generates, especially when we had some of those Saturday five thirty kickoffs, um, and I think without that, like if we went, if you take last season's game against Man City when we was two 0 down, without the crowd and those shit VIR decisions that turned it into that toxic atmosphere, we wouldn't have won that game. The fans won us the game that day. I don't care what anyone says, and that's my concern. And Man City are going to be hurting from last season because they got embarrassed, really, when you look at the squad, finished God knows how many points off Liverpool. So they're going to want to start on on on, on a strong footing. Um, still got De Bruyne, Sterling, Mares, Aguero. Got some fantastic players. It's it's going to be a tough game. It'll be a tough game. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think... Go and see, go and see. No, I was going to say, you can see the look of disgust in his face when he was reading off them names, thinking that, trying to praise Pep in any way possible. Um, no, I think I think it showed in the Arsenal game as well, during lockdown at the end of last season, where it was just a kind of non-entity. As soon as they got in their stride, we, we had no answer to them. And that's kind of what I was mentioning the other day about this, about the crowd thing, that it does affect us, and it shouldn't do, because they're elite sportsmen. And, but... It clearly does, and but then again, Man City are there to be got at. They're not the all-conquering brilliance. I mean, it, 
even when they were champions, we sorted them. <laughs> so it's it's one of them things where I'm not, to not be scared of Man City anymore, and we can we can have a go despite having no fans and come back if we just go from the start like we can again like we did today. No fear, we could get a result out of him and. Oh. Even, even they were even talking about there was a few of them when we signed Marcel, and, then, and there was a few of them saying, "Well, that's another thing to shit or something," because he played so well against Leon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at Man City as well, in, uh, and the defence is still suspect. Um, who who did they play right back now? Carl Walker still. Yeah, yeah. Again, he's getting old now. He's he's done. He's done. This Otamendi terrible. Fernandinho as a centre back terrible. So they're there to be got at. Keep going. Keep going. The, the can't play Ake. Well, I'd be surprised if they played Ake and the Port at the same time. Two left-footed centre-halves. And, and they're the only two decent defenders they've got at the club, really. That's a weird thing about that, isn't it? About, I mean, people play two right-footed centre-halves all the time, but the minute you put them left-footers, everyone goes, <laughs> fuck, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> play that. Like, what are we doing? It's like right-footed left-backs. They're a thing, but left-footed right-backs. That's an absolute <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was the last player to have done that. To have, he was the left left last left back to have been shoehorned in at right back. Can't really think of anyone to be honest. Never happens. No, never happens. Never. So there you go. We're not scared of the Man City. We, we're we're not bothered about the League Cup. We are proper <laughs> big dicks now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you what what result are you expecting then from the game? What all, you know? What are you uh, what you we were obviously not scared of them, as we said, but what do you expect from Result-wise, I think I think Luke's right in the sense that, from what I remember of after lockdown, without the crowds in, results pretty much went the way of the favourites most of the time. And all right, then that rounds up all the talk about uh, our next forthcoming games, and that brings us swiftly on to the quiz. So I've got what have I got about uh, six, seven questions today. The first question I'm going to go to Gully with. Gully, are you ready? I am, always. So, 13 years ago this week, (laughs) it's been a nice tea up that, isn't it? 13 years ago this week, Wolves lost 3-1 away to Sheffield United. Who scored our consolation goal that day? Sorry, 07, 2007? Yes. Thank you, I'm going to say. Went for that game. Yeah, I did as well. <laughs> I've asked it to the right person then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm going to say. I'm going to Andy Kia. Unfortunately, it was not Andy Kia. It was Stephen Elliott. I was going to say. Oh, bloody oh. hell. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say Stephen Collins because I forgot his name. <laughs> I hardly remember him scoring a goal for us. He was crap. Sleeves. Yeah, it was really bad. On question two, uh, as, as this uh, is set up, uh, Luke and Stu get one go each at this question. So, question is, seven years ago today, we beat Swindon Town 3-2 at Molyneux. Can you name one of our three goal scorers? Cheers, lads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Lua Dicko. 
Luke's gone for New Dicko. What's she going to go for? Would it have been the prince? The Icelandic prince himself? You've gone, uh, you gone for Prince Bjorn. Yeah. Uh, do you want to blank again, chaps? You could have had any one of Scott Goldborn, <laughs> Kevin Doyle, <laughs> or Kevin Foley. Foley scored, I remember. I'm assuming that Goldborn goal, was that when he just crossed it and it went in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Mason scored an absolute screamer for them about 30 yards out, from what I remember. I don't remember that. Yeah. Do not remember that. So that brings us swiftly on to the answer smash. So we're all, we're all in oh together. Oh, God, this is what we're all here for, really. So first one of the answer smash is former Wolves and City winger where Apollo 13 launched from. First oh. one to shout out, get to. Mark Kennedy. Oh, fuck it. Five centre. He's got it. <laughs> awesome, man. That's I'm actually... Like, that's actually a straightforward. Leave, I thought you were going to leave it hanging at Mark Kennedy, and that was it. <laughs> was it Space Station or something? Like? Mark Kennedy Space Centre, yeah, he's great. Out. <laughs> he's off the mark. Is right, this the finger first, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, second one. Famous actor in Western movies and former Wolves player who started his youth career at Man City. Clint Freddie Eastwood. He's back. What was Shoot, the answer to you, that? You, you're going you're to be working overtime on the edit tonight. You are. It better recorded it. You know, it's still saying it's still saying it's recording. I fucking hope so. <laughs> Did you hear the answer to that one? No. Uh, John Wayne Hennessy. Oh fuck yeah! Of course it. Was. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Uh, scorer of our first Premier League win and actress that rose to fame in The Mask. Colin Cameron Diaz. Oh, yes. He's in. Yeah. He's in. Too fast. There we go. <laughs> oh, you can't forget her in The Mask. Though, can you? No, that was a breakthrough performance. That's, that's right what there. got me the answer, not Colin Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> right, the last one. Uh the answer to which provides not a very nice mental image, but you'll find, you'll find out. Right, question. American-type sandwich and the Man City manager that Kevin Keegan took over from that beat Wolves to promotion in 2002? Oh, it's... I, I can repeat the question because that was a long one. Yeah, yeah, go on. So, American-type sandwich and the Man City manager that Kevin Keegan took over from that beat Wolves to promotion in 2002? Chicken Joe Royale. Oh, it's good, but it's not right. It's is it Club Joe Royal Royal or something like that? Oh, you're, all, you're, you're both so close. You reckon, Luke? Or oh, you can keep guessing. Actually, I don't think I don't think you want to have the guess. You're right. I think you keep keep having the guess and let them see that now. I got a clue. It's definitely <laughs> Joe Royal involved yeah. somewhere. Joe Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy Joe Royale. He's oh, he's got there it. You go. yeah. That's good. That was good. Yeah. And the reason why it gives some, I get gives a bad mental image. Joe Robin Sloppy. Sloppy Joe Royal. <laughs> good work, Dan. That's good work. So, Lukey takes it. I have got a tiebreaker, but we don't need it now because. Uh, Luke has run away with it. I say run away with it. Two, one, zero. 
so that brings us on to Twitter corner. Uh, we haven't had too many questions to be fair, but I've got one here from Ash Dolan, who says, what is your typical pub quiz team name? And, and why is it Squirtle Squad? <laughs> so when you do pub quiz, what's your team name? Unless none of you do pub quizzes. I can't remember that's when I went to a pub quiz. The closest thing I could think of is um, like a five-a-side team name. Um, once had Borussia teeth. <laughs> that was mine. Was it? Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, okay, there yeah. you go. No. Oh, I, thought, I thought it was quite, quite unique, that. But... <laughs> <laughs> The last, the last one I did was you talking about ten years ago was Wet Dereen. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, an actual football. Well, the, the other two questions are kind of actually ser- relatively seriously football based. Um, are we surprised to see Marcel start straight away, and does that mean Vinagre on his way out, perhaps? Uh... I, I, I didn't read too much into Vinagre not starting today. I think when you look at Marcel, he's, look at the experience that he's, he's got throughout his career. Um, and I think that's more so the reason to him starting than Vinagre being on his way. Yeah, and, and you had Troyore on the right-hand side being Troyore, doing Troyore things. <laughs> you couldn't have two wing-backs just being silly, can you? So it makes more sense to have the cover on one side than both. Yeah. So I don't see anything. Any. All right, then. I think that probably brings us to a close, really. You can ponder that thought for yourself. If you can't wait for your next fancast fix, then please, by all means, delve into our back catalogue. We've got stories from the pack, season two of which is starting soon, but season one is fully available for you to go and listen to. We've got the film cast, where most recently the guys covered The Damned United. And also not forgetting the media series as well that was um, run by our former head honcho, Dave Evans. Um, so that's all, folks, really. So um, it's bye from Gully. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> bye from Stu. <laughs> See you later. And it's bye from Luke Thompson. See you later. See you later. See you later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 